Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we would love it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind, the character underscore, not the word. And uh, we would also love it even more than that if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. The rating would be great. You can go do that now. Just hit pause and then play once you're once you're back. We're giving the rating. Anyway, uh, now that we have all of that stuff out of the way, uh, let's jump into talking about The Runaways, Season 1, Episode 7, titled Refraction, which originally premiered on Hulu on December 19th of 2017. And here's a quick rundown of the episodes. Let's see how many times I stumble over my words. In a flashback, we see that Victor has always been kind of a jerk to Janet, but became progressively more abusive towards Chase. In the present, Victor sees a message from the future Chase on a time t- on the Time TV telling him not to pick up the Fistigons. Frank gets uh, healing gloves from Jonah, causing Leslie to become suspicious of their connection. And Molly runs away from the others and tries to join the dance team. Uh... But she just becomes a team manager, so Carolina talks to her to make her feel better. Dale and Stacy discovered that Jonah's cure makes people feel hyperactive and euphoric, but gives them a really big ha- bad hangover afterwards. At the school's open house, Leslie gets Janet to break up with Robert, who agrees due to the fact that Victor has been nice for approximately 12 hours. Leslie also convinces Tina to take Robert back. Jeffrey and Catherine tell Dale and Stacy that they must do something about Molly because she knows about Pride's ceremony. They tell Molly that she's going to be sent away, which angers her. Gert comforts her and convinces her to uh, leave to keep the group safe. Frank discovers that Jonah is actually really old and finally confronts Leslie about what she and Jonah have been doing. And, shocking no one, Victor suddenly becomes violent again and attacks Chase with the fistigons only to get shot by Janet. All right. Kind of surprised you left out the uh, the message from the future. I know how much you love uh, talking I I talked. I spoke about the message from the future. Oh, I, then I, I was not paying attention. Whoops. I literally said, in the present, Victor sees a message from a future chase on the time TV telling him not to pick up the fisticons. Oh, was that like the first thing that you said? That I, was I, the I, second thing I said. Oh, man. I am really bad at paying attention. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't worry, Al. You'll have a chance to redeem yourself with Fast Facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do? You didn't see that coming? Go ahead, man. You said you are going to have one. All right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I was not sure where to put this. Um, so I decided to put it here in Fast Facts. Um, in a, um, uh, I guess, flashback is, is what we see um, mm-hmm. of the, the Steins, Victor and Janet uh, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor introduces himself as Victor Stein. Janet just says her first name. So we are led to believe that she did not have a last name before marrying Victor. Well, I mean, like all the most important people don't have last names like Beyonce and Wong. So it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Well, I mean, That's since we're already we're already talking about young Janet and young Victor, uh, I only have three Easter eggs, and two of them are about them. Uh, young Janet, 
is played by Sorrel Carradine, who is the niece of Ever Carradine, the woman who plays adult Janet. So, that's something. And uh, young Victor is Tom Pocock, P-O-C-O-C-K. And he played young Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, in X-Men's Origins Wolverine. And then finally, uh, the title, Refraction. Uh, I was like, what? I looked it up. It's like, it's one light or some other wave is bent. And then Victor tells me why this is called Refraction right away. Uh, Theoretically, uh, he could use Refraction to see the future or the past. I don't... I mean, obviously, that doesn't really work. I was going to say, I don't know if that really works, but it doesn't. Because we don't have time TVs yet. (laughs) I mean, unless... It does work that way, and we just don't know how to make a thing to do it that way. Actually, now that I'm saying it, it does work. Oh. Doesn't that what isn't that what black holes do? <laughs> like if you're in the event horizon. I mean, I I guess uh, it's not a thing we know if that's how that works, though, right? Like, but as human it society. does in Star Trek. <laughs> so oh, I'm okay. All right. I'm well, then assume case, it works. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, cool. Cool. Then, yeah, he got it completely right. Awesome. Yep. Nothing in Star Trek is <laughs> true. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to our heroes. Mm-hmm. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know. It kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupy stalker type. But... We didn't get a lot with the kids. I have a bunch of stuff about Molly and nothing else. So do you want to start with Molly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I mean, I guess we can kind of start with the, the main thing. Um, she comes out and says, hey... I think I told the parents that uh, we know stuff about them being murderers and such. Yep. Uh, and everyone is angry at her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she makes a good point. Like, um, she's not informed of anything, and they're only like two or three years older than her. <laughs> like, we've been yeah. mentioning this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and there was, uh, the, there was a line like... Um, couple episodes ago where alex was saying like yeah his his mom has the conviction rate to prove you know just how good she is at getting Mm -hmm. information out of people so you know if she's able to do that with adults um imagine a a kid (laughs) yeah to be fair not that alex knows this or any of them know this uh molly got away with it and then kind of screwed can't went back and screwed up like (laughs) (laughs) yeah she didn't know that (laughs) <laughs> Molly knew anything about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, she gets mad at the group because they, they're treating her like a little kid and she goes to try to talk to the dance team. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she runs away from them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, first of all, I know that... I don't have another place for it. I guess I could talk 12%, but we'll talk about the, the dance team for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the leader is just criticizing and yelling at the team the whole time. But you know what? They don't break stride. <laughs> at all they don't stop they don't i mean maybe they should correct themselves as someone who never watches the dance team they're not doing that bad <laughs> yeah 
Uh, I assume that they were good. Is this just like one of those negative reinforcement things where you just insult everything and then that forces them to be better? Assuming I mean, that they stick around and don't say, nah, I'm out. Maybe. Like, uh, my, but it's like, if they're really doing that bad as the team leader or coach or whatever is saying, probably team leader, team captain, team mate, um, as that person is saying, uh, don't you think she would stop them and have them restart? <laughs> maybe. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, like, maybe it's it's better like if they actually were that bad maybe it is better to let them at least finish the routine so they get the practice of doing it all Mm -hmm. instead of a ton of practice for the first 30 seconds and then a little bit for the rest of it yeah i could see that yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's it's just a toxic environment i i think that's it that's all she she wants to make yeah yeah, I mean, they do basically imply she's a horrible person with the way she treats Molly. So there's that. Yeah, um, but it's like, oh, I feel Molly must have such low self esteem because like she doesn't lay around the team, but she makes her manager and you know treats her like crap, throws dirty towels, and instead of like walking away because technically it just happened ten seconds ago and she probably isn't that emotionally invested, she picks up the towels and later gives water <laughs> to the team. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, she does want to be on the team. She could see this as one of those, like, oh, this is the hazing that you do, and, and then next year she will definitely be on the team. Like, that could be her mindset. Which, I, I mean, I doubt is what will happen, but... I I agree. Uh, maybe that's why I've never, like, I've never been on a te- any type of school team. <laughs> but if they ever treated me like that on the first day, I'd be like, no. I guess it's not worth it. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's the no one has the the time to to deal with all that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, those things do exist. Um, yeah. But that usually ends up in a very specific. Um, like I, I feel like when that happens, that's when you really just have the one goal to win something. I don't know yeah. what the dance team wins. No, I mean, yeah, that's true. It's like the thing I think about. Like when I think about hazing, it's like. For going into a fraternity or something like that, where people usually want to be a part of, or I shouldn't say people usually in movies, people want to be part of the frat for like the status or the connections they'll get in later in life. Um, mm-hmm. Molly's not going to get that at <laughs> a, a high school dance team, and she wants to dance, she does not want to get towels. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and then uh, after, as she's picking up towels, she gets approached by, you know, her long-established, very good friend on the team, Carolina. You know, that strong connection they've they've always had, and they've shown many times before this. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've ever had lines towards each other <laughs> before this. Uh, they, I, I thought they did, right? Because they didn't, like, later on... Carolina was talking to someone and and she said like her and Molly talked and I don't remember I don't remember who she was talking to or she what. She was talking to like, Gert about mm-hmm. oh Yeah, I mean th- actually I think that's next episode. But yes. Oh, next week. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, anyway, but but she made it seem like her and Molly were like kind of clo- like they had talked previously 
No, I think uh, that was literally was based on this scene, <laughs> though. Oh, oh, well, never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've been bonding. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah, but it makes sense that Carolina would talk to her. I have an idea that she has a lot of experience talking to younger teens as being part of the church. Um, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, right? You, yeah. the, she she probably knows how to notice uh, people who are in these kinds of bad situations, I guess. Yeah, being cowgirl. Yeah, exactly. Cowgirl. Being Essentially cowgirl. being bullied, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just going to recount everything. Being cowgirl, getting superpowers, um, finding out your parents are probably murderers. Used mm-hmm. to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or murdered, in her case. Like, I actually don't know if she knows or suspects her parents were murdered. No, I don't think so okay. yet. Um, but they go home uh, later in the day, and uh, they find she finds out that Dale and Stacy are sending her away, mm-hmm. which is like every adopted child's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they they could have like coached her through it better, at least, um, instead of just saying, "Hey, we're packing all your stuff, get out." Uh, like. Like she she responds in the way that I guess you should respond in that situation, uh, but yeah, they could have because like what they said was like, hey, listen, we found your your second cousin Graciela, uh, and you, we're gonna send you to to live with her for a while for you know to be with family. Um, like that, there are better ways to convince her that that's what she should do. And I mean, we we find out through the rest of the story of the episode. That that's for her own good, essentially for her protection, right? Is what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, but they could could have worded things better to her. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, no, I know it's bad. It's terrible that <laughs> I kind of wish that uh, Gert wasn't there and Molly did use her powers and like ripped Dale's head off or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have reduced the amount of characters we have to keep track of um uh, but yeah um (laughs) i mean that would have really added to the uh to the uh drama that's going on (laughs) yeah now she's on the run for murder and she has to run away Mm -hmm. but nope not what happens she just gives in and goes yeah the the end the end of all of our heroes i think yeah at that point yep <laughs> oh you mean as far as our yeah, our, yeah. Uh... nope she's yeah. the only hero and she's leaving the show forever <laughs> that's it everyone just uh dies the teenagers they're, they're all dead and we just have the uh the adults now not yep. where i expected that to go mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about for Molly. Do you have anything for the, the rest of the I runaway don't. teenagers? No. All right. Uh, I mean, the only thing I had is just stressing that Nico still really wants Alex to tell her um, her mom's password uh, or why he knows it. Uh, but we do not get that information. This yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was that was it. Everyone else is just so small. It's it's pretty much the the parents episode this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, let's take a quick break uh, and then talk about the, the parents.
Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. See you in the dark? All eyes on you? You're my magician. Tony, what am I talking about? Prince songs? I don't know. (laughs) That's right. A vision of the future. Specifically, a vision provided by a brand new product from this week's sponsor, Future TVs. It's like a normal TV, but instead of showing you the latest episodes of Seinfeld or MASH, it shows you what happens in the future. How far into the future, you ask? Well, that's the best part. You don't know. It could be two seconds. It could be two years. It could be two million seconds. But no matter what, you'll get enough info for all the pieces to fall right into place. You, you, dear listener, need to see the future, not get caught up in the moment with lipstick on your face. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free remote control. Fun fact, the promo code is the only way to get the remote control. Our promo code. No one else has a promo code or any other way to get that remote control. Two million seconds, 34 days. <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't get your theme, so I'm real curious okay. in three episodes. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I, I will let you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's still just as difficult every week <laughs> to, to make good, something for this. Good to know. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's talk about some villains. <laughs> I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Who's been Yeah. So, uh, get, do you want to just start the flashback? Yeah, that sounds good with the, the with Victor and uh, Leslie Stein, or sorry, Janet Stein. Janet Stein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they bond over time travel, which is a good basis for any relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I assume that that's what your and your wife's relationship is built on. Uh, my relationship with my wife not at all built on time travel. Um, yeah. likings because. Uh, I think for obvious reasons, but you know, at least we we shared that same concept there. Mm-hmm. Is it because your wife is from the future and she wants to keep it a secret? Um, no. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So Victor, like, was always kind of a jerk. I'm just like. <laughs> I feel like Janet only got with him to prove to him that, oh, yeah, she is serious about being a scientist. Um, which she gives up her science dream. So I guess it's not she wasn't that serious. Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, when when like he first throws some line at her, uh, you know, when they they meet, I forget what he said, but it was like. It was a very cheesy line and then he just kind of goes away from like trying to flirt with her to just being the like 
the basically mansplaining kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like he's like, oh wait, hold on, I know all this stuff, so let me let me talk about it, and yeah, uh, and and then it just goes on from there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was uh, like, it's not a surprise how he acts to her later in life. Yeah, uh, I mean, t- to be fair, um, he's early 20s I, I have no idea what his age is at that point but let's say let's mm-hmm. assuming bachelor degree so maybe he's he could even be 20 at the time you know it's, it's you're still you're still learning you could grow into a good person after that uh he did not but yes that's true uh, he he had a chance um and you know as time goes on we even see at one point when when chase is born you know he he has that line he says oh this is all that matters like he yeah. really loves his son yeah, he uh, then immediately some... throw his child at the wall or something. Exactly. Which nowadays is probably something he would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just hand hand him off to like a nurse or something and say like, oh, cool. Finally, you were born. Uh, moving on. Back to the something. lab. Like it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then, then some more time goes on and we see another flashback of uh, Chase as a kid. And like Victor is just pretty much always a bad dad like i something happened i guess between chase being born and chase being eight or i don't, I don't remember what the age was but something yeah. around that right like he he had to force himself to say congratulations i'm proud of you to chase mm-hmm. like at that age so yeah. yeah i mean i think as soon as chase like probably started developing a personality and he wasn't exactly what his dad wanted he's like all right well writing this kid off yeah that, that that could make sense that could very well be it i mean we we never really know i don't think we ever learn in in any of the three seasons like what exactly it was um like was victor just always a bad person uh, was it the stress of um you know all this pressure on him as being like what one of the world's smartest men kind of things uh was it the stress of uh, everything he had to do because of Jonah, like or whatever mm-hmm. combination of those things. Like we, we never really find out. Um, I don't think any of those things are an excuse at all. No. Um, just like curious if uh, we ever get like more backstory for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, presumably he's dead at the end of this episode, so I don't think we will. That's true. Yeah, we'll we'll never know. Uh, maybe more flashbacks, but you can only do so many. Yeah. I mean. Lost it throughout its entire run, but see where it got them. Um, so yeah, so in the present, we see a message from the future <laughs> of mm-hmm. Vic- Victor don't uh, Chase telling Victor not to piss up, pick up the fisticons. First, mm-hmm. uh, old Chase looking really good, he looks just like young Chase with glasses and a fake beard, so. Good on whatever mm-hmm. moisturizing routine he's got. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, we don't know how many years it's been. Uh, long enough that he needs glasses and can grow a beard. <laughs> so, at least 20. I don't know. 20 years, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. He, he seems to have good eyesight right now. Yeah. Uh, although, I guess we don't know if he wears contacts. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how uh, durable contacts are for something like lacrosse, a full contact sport. Um, I actually well, don't know. Says, like, would that could they break? It says full contacts, 
full oh, contacts okay. were. No, um, contacts are soft. I wear contacts usually, and they're squishy. Okay. They're not glass. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, good so to know. They should be good. Um, secondly, uh, is Victor supposed to take this as like never ever pick up the fist of the gons again? Like, if if like it's in like six years and the physicons are on the floor, is he supposed to just brush him aside with a broom? What, yes. How is he supposed to take it? Yes. Yeah. When when you get a prophecy like this, you do everything you can to avoid it coming true. Yeah. Or you know, pick them up that evening. <laughs> or that one or okay. the other. <laughs> yep. I mean, they can't be talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just got that message today. They're, they're probably talking about don't pick him up next month or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it'd be like, I sent them to Stark Industries for repair. And you go pick him up from the office. Oh, I shouldn't pick them up. I'll send Janet because it's okay if she dies because I'm an abusive husband. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's all of these things came across his mind. <laughs> yep. Um, but he's not planning to pick him up. He's got a new lease on life. Uh, going and participating in his son's open house, giving him a hug and telling him he loves him. Basically freaking Chase out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was based, he was like a very in the moment kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly good throughout most of the episode yeah uh, until till the end there uh but yeah <laughs> well we get a few peaks of his darkness coming out um obviously talking to robert at the open house uh like he's shaking his hand really aggressively like mm-hmm. almost threatening him and then assaulting the lacrosse coach <laughs> yeah yeah that that one was a bit much yeah uh, but yeah, he's very much like acting on on those emotions, or like barely tr- trying very hard to not act in in one that one situation with Robert. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But apparently, by the time he gets home, he's worse than he's ever been. Yeah, yeah. I mean. He's mostly just as bad, but then he pulls out a super-powered weapon on him, on the sun. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's an escalation that he didn't used to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then, mean, we I guess we don't know how powerful that weapon is. Like, can it, can it kill someone? Is that a possibility that he was just about to do? Um, I guess we don't know. But yeah. at a minimum, it would hurt him a ton. Yep. I, I mean, but look at this. He picks up the Fistigons, and the Fistigons don't hurt him. Future Chase is a liar. Yeah, exactly. Then Janet shoots him. Probably completely unrelated, though. Probably, yeah. yeah she was going to yeah. do that anyway. Yeah. I mean, she had Robert's gun, so... Why have a gun if you're not going to shoot your husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's my motto. I have it tattooed on my left arm. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, hopefully your wife doesn't have a gun. Anyway, <laughs> so far so good. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything else for Victor? <laughs> uh. 
No, not not really. Um, I mean, the the assumption about the way he's acting, um, just as a reminder, is probably because of in last week's episode he got you know shot up by um, that mystery chemical from Jonah. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just just a reminder. That's why he's acting this way. Um, uh, and that's it. That's all, all. All we've got. I mean, that was everything he did in this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Dale and Stacy since they're also talking about the mystery chemical? Yes, I was going to suggest that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I refer to it as a serum. They refer to it as Jonah's DNA. How do they know it's <laughs> Jonah's DNA? I was wondering the same thing because I kept thinking serum too. Yeah, like that, that feels like the obvious word choice. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they... No, they. I was about to say unless they have his DNA from the past but no that can't be true because they wouldn't be surprised by what they learned from looking at it so hmm. yeah and they like they analyze it presumably and know it is dna but it could be from some other we don't know do we know where jonah's from yet <laughs> no no okay some other yeah. uh either extra dimensional or extra planar or extra um terrestrial being uh, cause he's not, or maybe he's just like a guy who lived under the ocean for a long time. I don't know, but we don't know this DNA is from him or some other creature or plant from that world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, like, even if they look at it and see, oh, okay, this is DNA. We, we can figure that out. Um, or this is blood. I don't. I don't know how they know something is DNA from something. Um, but even if it is his his blood, how do they know it was from him? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. another question. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. Um, anyway, they make that that leap. They jump to that conclusion, uh, and then yeah. some of that serum falls onto Dale. Yeah, I feel like that should be like number one in chemistry and biology is don't spill any on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, uh, if you spill some on yourself and you immediately feel lightheaded, maybe it's because of this this thing that you spilled on yourself. Not, no, you no. know, oh, I just feel lightheaded. Ugh, oh, well. No, no that's completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I do like that at least after a little bit of time, it was noticed that he was essentially high because of the serum. At least they, they figured that out eventually. <laughs> she didn't come in and started sniffing for weed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, like it, it at least shows that they do know what they're talking about. They're not just stupid parents. I, I don't know. I've, I've got nothing. At no, least you're right. You're right. Thinking. They are stupid parents, but they're not just stupid parents. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Catherine and Jeffrey show up and they say, we'll talk to you at open house. And they do. And yeah, that's it. We already kind of talked about what they did to Molly. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's see the Wilders. Yeah, I only have a little bit for them. Um, looking for clues in Alex's room at the beginning of the episode, right? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot they're, about that. Yes. They're looking for clues while Alex is in the shower. Not when Alex is at school and you know he won't be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're they're busy. They they have to go to work and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's true. Not like they can make their own schedules. I'm still not sure what Jeffrey does, like, officially. But... Um, uh, wait, Jeffrey? Yeah. The dad? Alex's dad? His name is Jeffrey? His name is Jeffrey. Oh, you know what? I copy-pasted the wrong name. Okay, okay. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I I have it written down wrong in my notes. That's why I was confused. Anyway, yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know what he does either. I mean, he probably runs... I mean, all of them are, like, the top of their field for something. So mm-hmm. he's got to be something involving construction he has that construction crew doing stuff yeah. uh, so it's got to be yeah. something like that so but he's high enough he can uh uh make it on his schedule to spy on his son come on i don't know this was before people were doing that work from home thing as much so i don't i don't know he even even the boss has to be in the office for some stupid reason mm-hmm. i mean that's definitely <laughs> not true but okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah you're, but, you're right yeah they, they could have just <laughs> sent alex on his way and then searched around yeah yeah um but they wouldn't have found anything because they don't think to look at their tech genius son's computer that is the you know one of those programs that take up your entire screen to decrypt the code where everyone can see um it's just right there but they don't even look at it <laughs> Well, no, they want physical evidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because if it's digital, yeah. does it really count? Uh, d- depends on the judge, I think. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> depends on how old they are. I think Catherine um, got a lot of people off uh, of crimes because she's like, if it's digital, it's not really there. So can it really be evidence? <laughs> yeah, that's her... Uh, that's her, her main thing. You know, you've got someone saying, you know, if the glove doesn't fit, you have to acquit. And then she's like, uh, if it's digital, you should probably acquit, I think. Wait, yes, yes, definitely acquit. <laughs> you should definitely I don't know why acquit. she always says it that way. Yeah. But she, <laughs> if it's digital, you need to acquittal. That's her <laughs> phrase. <laughs> and everybody looks at her confused, and then she says, case closed, and the guy's off. Exactly. In in ten years, when she runs for district attorney, uh, that'll be her slogan that she says in commercials. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Leslie, uh, I'm just moving on. Unless you have anything oh, okay. else for yeah. Catherine Jeffrey. Uh, uh, I did actually have uh, a couple of things actually. Um, oh. Okay. Oh, uh, like for them as the parents in the episode, or like yeah. for that scene. No. Okay. It, them uh, in general. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, th- they actually are the ones who go to the Yorkses and say, "Hey, we need to protect Molly in case she mm-hmm. she knows." Them. Oh yeah, like they they don't want her to be murdered, right? To to end up dying. Um, so they're they are scared of Jonah. So, um, you know, it's it's them looking out for for the kids, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, also, uh, Jeffrey is uh called the Big Bad Teddy Bear by Dale York. Well, I mean, yeah. No, he, I think he's calling a big bald teddy bear. Oh, I probably mistyped that. Yeah, all right, big bald <laughs> teddy bear. 
Uh, I feel like, you know, Jeffrey, Dale loves Jeffrey. I don't think Jeffrey likes Dale very much. I don't think anyone likes Dale and um, Stacy very much. Well, no one likes their cheese. No, no. Um, <laughs> I think Victor doesn't like their cheese. Everybody else likes cheese. Really? Huh. I thought there was someone else who agreed. Oh, uh, probably Tina. Tina doesn't like anything. Yeah, it was probably her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Jeffrey also does not like the cheese. It could be that. You're right. Then there's no way to salvage that relationship of Dale and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I have for the Wilders. Yeah. Um, hmm? uh, so Leslie uh, plays marriage counselor at the um, uh, at the open house, talking to tina and janet about repairing their marriage and all that stuff yeah yeah i mean she's basically tasked by uh jonah to to do that right to uh hey the the group is uh fractured uh we need to bring them together Mm -hmm. oh hey could that be another uh uh reason why this episode Uh is called refraction sure they're fractured they're fractured out they're fractured they're fractured twice, so they're refractured. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. As much okay. as anything does. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I'm aiming for, really. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all I have really for our parents. Yeah. Um so... Oh yeah, Janet Janet changes her mind <laughs> about leaving Victor after one uh, presumably one, maybe two days of Victor being nice. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, I, like, we kind of said that already about the, the kids, the teenagers. Like, they, in last week's episode, they were already like, oh, they're they're being nicer and all this stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. now you have Janet in kind of the, the same mindset. And, like, I come on. <laughs> right. Leave the situation. Uh, uh, but, yeah, yeah, so it's, you know, that's, that's what happened. I mean, um, that's easy for us to say because I... I know I haven't, and I don't believe you've ever been in an abusive relationship. Thankfully, uh, not been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's easier for us to say, "Oh, just leave," but it's harder than it than actually just leaving. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the episode, she shoots Victor, and she is mm-hmm. a surprisingly good shot with that revolver. Yeah. Um, she was like at least twenty feet away. I wonder if she missed. I wonder if she like meant to shoot him in the head and she got him in the shoulder instead. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to go for like center of mass, so Yeah, bigger target. So okay, well then maybe maybe that's exactly what she was aiming for. She was probably aiming for the chest and hit the shoulder. Okay. That's still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> still twenty feet away, yeah. Oh. All right. Um, anything else for, uh, our villains? <laughs> uh, nope, nothing else. All right, Guy in the Chair, or The Adventures of Frank. Guy in the Chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. 
No way. Um, yeah, he gets actually stuff to do in this episode. Uh, he comes into Leslie's euthanasia circle because I presume. Well, they're gonna they're gonna pull the plug. It's not euthanasia, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, uses some new glowy hands to heal the old man who was about to die. Yeah, you know when he first shows up, uh, I I was thought he had like just horrible timing, like he just wanted to talk to Leslie, <laughs> like oh no, he's he's actually gonna do something. Okay, so that's good timing, I guess. Um, or still kind of bad because he could have shown up before they read him last rites and, and all that stuff. Uh, but okay, all right. Yeah, those people he tells to leave, like, please leave your dying father, grandfather, whoever it is. Please leave your dying father. Uh, well, so me and my wife could have a conversation over him. <laughs> they left really calmly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all I can think of is, all right, here are the church leaders telling us to do something. I guess we have to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, y- yeah. <laughs> I guess that is like, who, like a cardinal or the Pope coming in and saying, can we have the room? Like, you gotta, kind of gotta give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in Scientology, John Travolta. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but Jonah gave him healing gloves that looked exactly like his hands, but they kept saying they were gloves. So. Oh, I missed that. I <laughs> I, I looked at. He wasn't wearing anything. <laughs> I mean, it could have been like, like those really thin gloves that you wear, and then they just kind of became invisible. They're that thin. Yes. I I assume that's what happened, but it, it didn't look like it. It was bad visual storytelling. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. So I like how like after Frank does that, you know, he uses powers. He saves the the guy. Um. Leslie asks him like, "Why did Jonah give you those? You know, about his powers?" And Frank he doesn't even bat an eye. Like she immediately knows what's going on. She doesn't. Ha- or he doesn't have questions for her. He- he's just like, "Yep, I have these now. Cool." <laughs> yeah, right. That- this guy <laughs> legitimately gave me magic powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and apparently his wife knows this and has been keeping it a secret from him for all these years, and he doesn't think to ask. Maybe maybe some other questions like, "Did did he give you powers? What what else? Like, can he do all this stuff?" Like, nope, nope. That's it. Frank just. Like, that power goes to his head immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's going to become, like, the biggest member, most important member of the church. So he goes to get some furniture. I mean, everyone needs furniture. Yeah. No matter your position in a church, you always need furniture. I mean, I don't think that's true. What if you're, like, a monk and you, like, forego all possessions? Well, you don't own the furniture. You just, you just uh, use it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but while looking for furniture, he finds his father-in-law, or Leslie's father's desk, which still full of stuff, so in case he comes back for it later, uh, and yeah. finds a picture of Leslie as a little kid and Jonah as a grown-up. Yeah, yeah basically current time Jonah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, first of all, makes Jonah real creepy. And second of all, it's weird that he's still the same age. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? Really good um, skin regimen, just like Chase. <laughs> just like Chase. Yeah. That's what happens when you moisturize. Like, 
you look you look good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. Now he's thinking something's weird about Jonah, not from the uh, <laughs> the magic glowy stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she tells him that Jonah is basically their god. <laughs> or an angel, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And again, Frank doesn't have more questions. Like, no. alright. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. He's just like, oh, okay. Cool. And he doesn't ask her about the flashes. He's now had twice of Jonah and Leslie sleeping together. Or not sleeping, but having bed activities together. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he keeps remembering that. Yeah. <laughs> that um, memory serum really messed you up. <laughs> well, d- damn, I guess. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Anything else before? No, no, I've got nothing. Yep. <laughs> All right, twelve uh, percent of a plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for twelve I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon. He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Uh, I do actually have one thing. Um, okay. we, we, we've said stuff like this a little too many times on this show, just, I guess, because that's how comic books work. Um, but uh, if you, as a listener, you're in like an abusive situation, do, do whatever you can to get some help. Try to get out yeah. of it. All that stuff, please. So. Yes. All right, that, that's it. That's well, I I don't want to talk about more comic book stuff after that because that was an important message. <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm frustrated with these all these people, the Runaways, Pride, Frank and Leslie, Robert, Janet, all have important conversations about secret things in public at the school. <laughs> Do they just look around and say, "Hey, none of these other people have names." I'm, it's not a big deal if they hear what I say. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, no one pays attention to other people's conversations, right? I mean, you're outside, it's loud. It's just like having a private conversation at a restaurant. You don't really hear what other people are talking about, like because you you have your own conversation going on, and it's so loud. Yeah, they're fine, I'm sure. Hmm. I feel like if they were talking about like people being murdered, something, someone would just overhear it and like eavesdrop. I think it's a little, a little risky. <laughs> They're talking about a video game. Ah, uh, okay, <laughs> never mind. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Al. Who should we give runaway of the episode to? I mean, the only person I can think of is Molly. Uh, she ran away from the team, and then she was forced to run away at the end of the episode when she was kicked out to live with her yeah. second cousin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that bullet ran away from the gun really fast towards Victor. It did, but it ran away to something. None of the, uh, none of these runaways, I think, run away okay. to something. Okay. Then I guess Molly wins again. Molly's the runniest of the runaways. <laughs> I, good for her, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a pattern. It's it it's a, uh, you know, it's a character trait of hers. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. All right, ready to rate uh, rate the episode? <laughs> yes, I am. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right. How many conversations in public places are you giving this episode? (laughs) Uh, I guess two and a half conversations. Um... You know, again, it was very disjointed as far mm-hmm. as the storyline goes. Um, uh, and, and that's it, right? So many characters kind of have the, the same thing going on amongst them that, like, so so much of the story feels like it could just be cut. But it it's happening because that's those characters' story for the episode. So, eh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I was that into it how about you this was a lot of wheel spinning i mean we got dale being high and then hung over uh saying i'll never feel joy or happiness again so i like that so <laughs> but i'm gonna give it two, two and a half also not enough yeah. to bump it up <laughs> yeah all right cool well that sounds good hey everyone uh join us next week when we will be talking about season one of the runaways titled tsunami or sorry episode eight titled tsunami uh until then please follow us on twitter we are at mcu underscore rewind and also even more than that pretty pretty please give us a rating on apple podcast or your favorite podcast app until then this is the marvel cinematic rewind signing off have a marvelous day Bop.